0: Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary, and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Thursday, February 8th. We are in the Gospel of Luke chapter 9 today, verses 46 through the end of the chapter. Then we'll move over to Psalm 119, the namesake for this Project 119. Psalm 119 reminds us of the efficacy of God's word, how wonderful it is and how instructive it is to us. And I pray that as we read it today, we will be reminded of God's wonder, His works, and His worth. I want to recap a little bit of where we've been in the last week in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus has been doing a lot of teaching. Remember the teaching about the lamp under the jar? We don't put a lamp under the jar. We want to show it brightly for everyone. Then there's some confusion about who Jesus is. The disciples are confused. The crowds are a bit confused. And Herod is also confused about who Jesus is. Then Jesus sends out the 12 apostles. Remember what he told them? Don't take an extra bag. Don't take anything extra food-wise. Don't take an extra pair of shoes. Basically, be dependent upon the Lord and what he provides for you, But they don't fully understand because we see in the next passage, in the feeding of the 5,000, that they are doubtful that Jesus can provide a meal for over 5,000 people from five loaves and two fish. But that's exactly what happens. Peter confesses in this passage of scripture that Jesus is the Christ. And immediately after that, Jesus talks about how he is going to have to go to his death, and he talks about how we too should take up our cross and follow him. He foretells his death several times in these passages over the last few weeks, and it's clear that the disciples just don't understand, because in today's passage, they're talking about who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom. I can identify with the disciples. Sometimes I just don't get it. We pray, Lord, even now that you will give us clarity as we read your word. Let's turn to Luke chapter 9 and verse 46. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning in their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him. For the one who is not against you is for you. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said to him, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. I'm reading through a book by John Bevere called The All of God, and in this book, he mentions these passages in Luke 9 where certain people who would be disciples of Jesus make excuses why they cannot follow Jesus immediately. This is what he says, In Luke 9, Jesus invites two different men to follow me. What an invitation! The Lord of all creation invites you to walk with him. The first man agreed, but with a condition. Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. The man agreed to follow Jesus, but he delayed it by putting his personal interests first. Scholars tell us that in those times when the firstborn son buried his father, he received a double portion of the inheritance while the other sons received a single portion. However, if he did not fulfill his duty, it would fall to the second born. His excuse seemed legitimate, and the delay didn't fall under any category of sin. However, he was left behind. Sadly, it was a missed opportunity. The other man was given the same invitation, to which he responded, "'Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family.' Again, we hear the word first, and again, his reason for delay couldn't be considered sinful. Still, he misses his window of opportunity to be close to the creator of the heavens and earth. In the following chapter, we read, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face. These two men would have been included in those 70, but they likely missed out because they delayed their obedience from a lack of godly fear. Then he goes on to make a point. If we delay our obedience to God's word for personal excuses, we communicate that his will is secondary in importance. It's possible that seemingly harmless things can detour us from fulfilling God's will. When what is not sin takes precedence over the Word of God, it becomes sin. Have I allowed myself to be distracted by personal interest and therefore delayed in my obedience? It's a good question for us today, and at the end of the podcast, we will pray accordingly. But now let's move on over to the Psalms and read the beginning of Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet, Olive. Having my eyes fixed on all your commandments, I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous rules, I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Thank you for listening along as we read God's Word together. I can imagine all of you getting ready for the day, or perhaps you're in the afternoon thinking on God's Word with your Bible study material laid out. Maybe you're on a walk or, or it's the end of the day and you're just reflecting on what God has done. Wherever you are, I pray that you are blessed and that you are walking in the law of the Lord. May it be that we keep His commandments. Diligently, Will you pray with me? Abba Father, we pray that you would forgive us for the times that we have treated your word as optional, when you have given us instruction and, and we delayed in our obedience. Help us, Lord, to seek you each day, to ask what you have for us today to do, and to be reminded in your word of your importance, of your glory. Lord, help us to seek greatness by being like a child, one who has simple faith and who responds in obedience. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise your name. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.